Hello and welcome to the Your Gym Big Sister podcast. I hope you are having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this. How are we all today? Um, hope everybody's enjoying the sunshine and the nice, lovely weather. Um, although if you're tuning in from somewhere like Australia, it's winter, so maybe you're not enjoying the sunshine. Um, I have a few clients in Australia and they've all been like, it's so cold. And I'm like, no, that doesn't bode well for me. Australia can't be cold. Australia is just hot all the time. Um, but anyway, that was, God, that was a bit of a tangent, but I am back in Canada, um, back after my whirlwind trip back to Ireland. Um, I was also in Spain for a few days too. And yeah, I mean, had such a wonderful trip home. It was actually so, so lovely. To be honest, the trip started off so rocky, which I obviously went into last week, you know, or even the week before with the whole car scenario and all the stress and stuff like that. And I honestly had a few moments of being like, I'm just going to go back to Canada because I just could not be arsed. (laughs) But I ended up having just such a fabulous, fabulous two weeks. Obviously had my four clients do all their photo shoots, which was, oh my God, just the best feeling ever. Nothing compares to watching people just shine um, and watching them blow their own minds, you know, um, in front of the camera, like just knowing how hard they've all worked. It's been crazy. And it was just so nice, you know, on the plane home, I was almost like just reflecting on this position that I'm in. And like, I kind of can't believe it, guys. Like this time, two years ago, I just finished my degree I had no idea what the fuck I was doing, like not a clue. I thought I was going to do a PhD, but was feeling really stressed. I didn't, I had no idea what the the next year was going to look like for me. And to be in this position now where I'm, you know, flying home for like client photo shoots, meeting these people in person. And it's just crazy to me. Like, I just feel so fulfilled and like so excited about the future and the future of my you know my coaching and my coaching business and the people I'm working with you know like I have people competing next year like sometimes I think oh my god like I'm, I'm coaching competitors I'm coaching you know prep clients like this this is my goal and this this was what I wanted and I thought it would take me you know a longer time to get here um so yeah I'm just I was just feeling really proud I I'm very much the person who struggles to acknowledge like pride or success. I'm very much a, yeah, it's fine. What's next kind of thing. But I just had a moment where I was like, no, do you know what? I'm just going to give myself a big pat on the back here because I've worked really hard to get into this position. Um, You know, I've worked really hard within my business. I've worked hard myself. You know, I think like obviously me going through my own bodybuilding journey last year, that obviously brought a lot of people to me as well and that that, all that work it it paid off you know so yeah I'm excited um and I'm excited for the future obviously it was just so nice to to meet all the the girls in person um and it's definitely something I want to prioritize more of in the future um I'm gonna be home in September for like a month and I definitely want to organize a client meetup I was hoping to do that this time but then with just everything that was going on, I did not have even a chance to think about it, but I've got loads of time. So if you're one of my clients and you're listening to this, please fucking hold me to this. I want to do a meetup in September and meet everybody and just like hug them all. And it was just, oh, it's so fun. So yeah, I'm obviously just excited and feeling great. Um, Aside from that though, it was still a very productive kind of month of dieting. So I think from just before I went to Detroit and then obviously that week was a bit of a write-off because I was out uh, partying and then sick and stuff and then the kind of two and a half weeks of being away I still managed to come down like 
uh, I want to say like five, six pounds um, and look a lot leaner, feel really good. You know, um, this diet feels like such a breeze, which is crazy. I think it's just because it's so hot and because I was actually so busy, you know, um, and if anything, the kind of trip away almost proved to me that like even if I'm not in my usual routine, even if I'm traveling, even if I have so much on my plate, I can still make progress. I can still eat my meals. I can still do my training, do my cardio. You know, I don't have to be in the perfect environment or routine to do all those things. And that was a good lesson for me because, you know, I, like I said, I like being in my routine, um, but situations won't always be optimal, but you can always be adaptable. You can always be flexible. Um, so yeah, that was fun. Um, don't know how much longer I'm going to be dieting. We'll just see. Um, and aside from that, I think that's everything. I think that's like the little brief update on me, the little preamble. So why don't we kind of get into the episode and what today's episode is going to be about. So today I want to discuss habits, routines and rituals and why they are so important when it comes to achieving our fitness goals. So this is one I've been kind of thinking about and pondering for a little while. I just needed some time to kind of gather all my uh, kind of thoughts together. Um, I hope you guys, well, can't hear the birds outside. They're really, really loud. Um, I think we should be okay. Sorry, they're just, they're, they're kind of annoying me. It's nice. It is nice. I like the sound of summer, but then I'm like, guys, I'm trying to record a podcast. Can you shut up? Anyway, back to the episode. So I'm going to touch on the kind of differences between habits, routines and rituals and how we implement these things into our lives. So hopefully by the end of the episode, you'll have some actual good actionable tips that you can take away and start doing, you know, on a daily basis that will hopefully improve your health and fitness, make it not easier to get towards your goals because guys, it ain't ever going to be easy. It's hard, but you can do it don't forget that. Um, But before I jump in, if you have been enjoying the podcast, of course, as always, could you please rate, review the show, um, share it, share it on your stories, tag me, share it with anybody that you think might benefit from it. You know, it really does help me reach more and more people. Um, I'm actually on 20 episodes. Well, I think last week was episode 20, which that is crazy to me. Like I <laughs> obviously started the podcast and was like, oh, I don't know how this is going to go. Am I going to record more than two episodes? So the fact that I've made it to 20, I'm very proud of myself. Um, although now I need to come up with like ideas for other episodes, but um, they'll come, they'll come with time. I mean, like obviously with fitness and health, there's so much to talk about. Um, but you know, if you ever have any specific topics, guess anything that you want me to talk about, send me a DM on Instagram so that I can do that for you. Um, but that's kind of all the housekeeping, you know, the intro, etc. So let's dive right in. So I want to just start with some kind of definitions and distinctions, I suppose. So what, what what's the difference between, you know, habits, routines and rituals? So when we look at habits, um, a habit would be a singular action that can become unconscious and automatic. So obviously the the classic ones always like, oh, brushing your teeth, or maybe you wake up and check your phone, you know, um, these small little behaviors you do um, throughout the day, you know, maybe you come home and immediately you grab a biscuit from the cupboard because that's just your habit. Okay. So these are these small little behaviors that we do without thinking. They become mindless. Now, I'm not going to do like a massive deep dive into habits and habit formation because I would honestly be here hours. But basically, a habit is a behavior 
it's triggered by a cue. So whether that's something that you see or a time or you hear it, I'm going to talk a bit more about cues later, but cue, um, you, it triggers the behavior, you perform it. So you perform the action or the habit, and then you're rewarded with a sense of satisfaction or achievement. So we can think, um, and, and then that kind of sense of satisfaction, achievement, it makes us more likely to then do it again. Cause it feels good. We get that kind of like dopamine release of like, ah, oh, okay, I satisfied, you know, I, I scratched the itch, so to speak. So we can think of habits as a loop and our brain wants us to close that loop. So say if we get the cue and we don't do the habit, that's when we feel frustrated. That's when we feel resistance. That's when our brain is like screaming at us like, no, you must close the loop because I've opened it, you know? And that's why we might feel off if we don't do a particular habit that we usually do. We might just feel a little bit like, oh, like what's going on here? And that's your brain literally being like, fucking close this loop, bitch. Um, I mean, like that's not obviously exactly how it works, but you can think of it that way. Um, but habits are essentially these neural pathways. So, you know, when we look at the brain and these kind of thought loops, they basically exist as like pathways within that brain, like physical, they're, they're physical, you know, neurons, um, like joining together. And every time we repeat the habit, we strengthen that pathway. So you can think of it almost like branches on a tree. Those branches get stronger and stronger. And because the neurons kind of fire together, they wire together, they get stronger. And that means it's more likely that we're going to repeat that habit in the future. And again, making and breaking habits, massive topic. Like you could listen to hours and hours and hours and hours of podcasts about this. If you're interested in learning more about this, read Atomic Habits. If you haven't read it already, that is one of the best books I I have probably ever read. It's something I recommend to everybody. He goes all into, you know, like how do we make habits seem more attractive and things like habit stacking. Um, There's like loads of other things like that just he discusses in there. So yeah, if you want like a big deep dive on habits, go and read Atomic Habits because it's brilliant. He also talks about breaking habits. You know, when we look at um, breaking habits, we really want to replace it. You know, um, rarely are we going to just break a habit and like that's it. We kind of usually have to overlay that neural pathway with something different. Um, and so that's why if you're like, oh, I just want to stop snacking at night, you need to come up with something else that you're going to do instead. You know, whether that's have a Pepsi Max or go out on a walk or read or something, you can't just say, I'm going to stop doing it. You do kind of need to replace it. Um, um, so when we then, so that's habits, that's like the, the singular unconscious action. We do it, you know, over time, it just is something that we uh, automatically do. And, you know, that's that. When we then take multiple habits like together, we string them together um, and different behaviors, we then create a routine. So I think a lot of people get habits and routines confused. So people might be like, oh, um, I'm not in the habit of going to the gym or I'm not in the habit of eating well. But those things are in habits because like going to the gym is not, it's not really a habit because there's a lot of steps involved in getting there. Same with eating well, like that's, that's, that's a routine. Okay. Because like the, the habit might be, you know, planning your meals on a Sunday evening. The habit might be prepping your meals on a Sunday evening, but the routine is then waking up every single day and eating the same foods at the same times. Like that's a routine. So even if here's, and here's the big, big distinction, sorry, I can't speak. Even if those habits that make up the routine. So for example, your morning routine is a string of five habits. Even if all those habits are automatic, the routine as a whole kind of sequence is always going to require conscious and deliberate thought and effort you are going to have to force yourself to do it you are going to have to act with intention okay 
again, like I said, going to the gym, that's, that's a routine. So that might be met like a lot of steps, you know, it might be that in the morning you put on your gym leggings, then you pack your pre-workout in your bag, you put your logbook in your bag, you drive to the gym, you do five minutes on the treadmill and then you go and you do your workout. Like that's, that's a routine. It's many, many habits. And you are going to have to think about that every day. You know, you're not just, you are like, if, if you kind of like zoom out, you might brush your teeth without even realizing it, right? Because it's like, before I leave, I brush my teeth. And like that, that habit could be over and done with before your brain's had a chance to process it. You're never going to just wind up at the gym and be like, how did I get here? Like that doesn't happen. Like it just doesn't. Okay. Like you have to think about it. Um, and so those kind of routines that are intentional, it's going to take effort pretty much all the time to create it and then maintain it. And it's probably never going to be a completely automatic thing, you know, like you are probably going to encounter resistance and um, no matter how long you've been doing your routine, you know, I still have days. I mean, God, I've been going to the gym for years. I still have days where I'm like, nah, nah, I have to go to the gym, you know, like that's just, that's just the nature of a routine. Um, so that's habits, that's routines. And then when we take a routine and we put we attach meaning to it. So we make it something symbolic or something almost like ceremonial. We we attach emotion to it. That's when we turn it from a routine into a ritual. Okay. And by adding that kind of emotion, meaning, value, it actually helps us stick to that routine a little bit more. So my best example of this is my morning routine. Um, my morning routine is a ritual at this point. So in the morning time, and, and this goes you know, no matter where I am or what I'm doing, this does not change. I wake up, I go and make my coffee, okay? Um, my coffee with coconut milk and vanilla flavor drops, to be precise. <laughs> best thing ever. Uh, I read, so I read like um, a page... I'll have a book that's, um, say like a page a day book. So for example, for ages, it was the Daily Stoic. I read that about five times. So now I'm on one called, um, what's called a journey to the heart. I think it's just like, again, every day has like a date on it. So like June 22nd, I read that. So that's my page a day book. And then I'll read another book, whatever it might be. And then I might have a third book on the go. It kind of depends how spicy I'm feeling. And then I'll journal. That's my like morning ritual. And I started that, I started doing that, um, back in, covid like back in in the the first lockdown and it just stuck because because when i first started doing it it was quite new to me and i did a lot of kind of i would almost say like self discovery in that time so lots of like deep journaling i was doing meditation i was reading books that were really opening my mind and so that morning routine became a ritual because i found a lot of peace in that you know it it really anchored my day it grounded my day And so that's why now I still keep it up. It doesn't matter where I am, what I'm doing, how busy I am. Even if I, if I wake up and I know I have like 20 check-ins to get through, like I'm doing that because it centers me for the day and it brings me back to myself. You know, if if I woke up and immediately looked at my phone, I would just be on high alert stress the entire day. Um, so that's my kind of like ritual, you know, and, and again, it, it, it has a lot of meaning for me. Um, other rituals that, you know, athletes might have, and, and there's actually a lot of research on rituals within, um, like games matches. So like those kind of pre-visualizations, um, you know, if you look at certain basketball players, they might have like a little kind of if they're like shooting a free throw they might have a little like ritual that they do um I know a lot of um powerlifters who have like little rituals say before they walk up to the deadlift bar you know they might like 
like kind of shake not shake their belt but like grab their belt and they close in a specific way and they stomp their feet in a specific way these are all little rituals they have within their training that helps them to perform you know it almost like switches on that uh, performance alter ego um so again these little things have meaning you know um, and again these are easier to stick to because they have that sense of rhythm familiarity okay like for me these things are things that give me a lot of presence. They bring me into the present moment. So for example, within my training, one ritual I can think of that sticks out to me is whenever I'm going on a leg press and I don't know why I do this, but I don't just like sit into the leg press. I like sit on the top of the seat and I slide down and I put my left foot up, I put my right foot up and I kind of like wiggle myself down I do that no matter what leg press I'm on and it brings me into that present moment you know it brings me into the set um and other things that do that like these kind of rituals do is sort of foster that sense of like self-care self self-compassion you know they they make it something that is I don't know it's just tangible it just means a little bit more so habits when we look at those you know they're very they're very context dependent like we usually have to do them in the same place um you know if you go somewhere else um that habit might not necessarily go with you whereas i think routines are transplantable that's always the word i use so like for example i like i said i have my morning routine and then usually after that i'll go into work and that might be two to three hours of work depending on the time that tends to stick wherever I am. So like the whole time I was traveling um, over the last two weeks, like that, that that's how my days run because that's my routine and I can do that no matter where I am. Um, so, you know, that is kind of like the little difference there. Whereas, you know, because habits depend on cues a lot of the time, if you are in an environment that doesn't have those cues, it might be a little bit harder to engage in those habits because again, they're usually automatic and we usually don't think about them. Whereas the routine we consciously and deliberately do those things. So you can consciously and deliberately do those things wherever you go because you're always going to be thinking about them. Whereas you're not thinking about a lot of the habits that you have. So that's kind of like the differences between the the three of them. Now, again, they're all they're all really important for, you know, your your goals and for health, fitness and all that sort of stuff. So um, why are they, you know? And I think that's probably the next thing to discuss is like, why are these so important for creating that positive change in our lives? Like, why should we care about routines and rituals for our fitness goals so there's a few like different kind of points I suppose the main one um, and probably the most obvious one is that it creates a lot of consistency and stability you know within our lives and I'm sure you are probably used to hearing this but when it comes to actually getting results you know whether that's fat loss muscle gain and getting stronger improving your health consistency is the number one thing because if you can keep up good behaviors consistently over time you're going to get results there's no point in sticking to your diet and your training for two weeks and then falling off and then trying to start again in a month's time you're never really going to get the results that you want whereas if you consistently can give 80 90 percent for months and years that's where the biggest changes come from and so it is just creating that sense of consistency and stability and, and that kind of is done through habits routines and rituals they are also really important for making it more automatic and actually making it more cognitively easier. Um, so it requires less thought if things are automatic. So, you know, obviously hab- habits are automatic, you know, they become ingrained over time. They are just neural pathways being strengthened and strengthened and strengthened. So once that habit is formed, yes, it takes it takes effort to form the habit, but once it's formed, it requires a lot less conscious effort and willpower to maintain it. So this then means that you almost free up 
the rest or you free up more kind of mental bandwidth and space within your day to then focus on other aspects of your health and fitness journey. So, you know, you might not be in the habit of waking up and say like prepping a meal for the day but once that habit is formed and you always do that then you can start thinking about other things like okay when am I going to go and get my steps in or when am I going to go to the gym you know once you have one thing kind of down pat then you can focus on something else that's why when people start with me I don't get them to do every single thing all at once because that's overwhelming and it's going to be really really difficult so it might just be like hey can we just work on having protein at your meals or can we just work on getting up half an hour earlier so that you are starting the day in a less kind of rushed state and then that means you have more room to make better decisions later on um, down the day down the day throughout the day routines and rituals they'll also help just just kind of like streamline our behaviors and our actions and reduce decision fatigue so decision fatigue is essentially the kind of concept that we have a limited amount of good choices we can make throughout the day um so if you think about it like even say you had and this is like not like true but say you had 50 good choices to make throughout the day right as you make more and more of those choices the the kind of last 10 to 20 your ability to make good choices there might be kind of reduced so for example um this is why i always recommend that you eat pretty much similar foods most days, especially throughout the day. Have the same breakfast and lunch and snack and maybe have a different dinner because it means your likelihood of making a good choice at dinner is a lot higher. If you wake up and you're like, what am I going to have for breakfast? And you have to like think about it and ponder it. And then you've, you know, and you might make a good decision, okay? Then it gets to lunch and you're like, okay, what am I, what am I going to have to lo- gonna have for lunch? Like I didn't really bring anything with me to work. I'm going to have to go away. I'm going to have to get something. What will I get? And you're thinking about it and you might make an okay decision. It might be fine you know it might not be the best choice but by the time you get to dinner you're gonna be like I'm sick of thinking about food I can't be fucked I'm ordering a pizza that's decision fatigue um a good analogy not analogy but example of this is uh, Steve Jobs so Steve Jobs was quite famous for wearing the exact same clothes every single day Steve Jobs was a fucking millionaire billionaire I don't know how much money he had he could have worn whatever he wanted but he knew that if he had to wake up every single morning and choose an outfit that took away from some of his mental resources to be thinking about bigger issues so he just woke up and wore the same thing every single day um, and that reduces that decision fatigue so that's why these routines just make that easier you know for me for example like I never have to decide to go to the gym like because it's just my routine it's just like oh hey it's a Monday Monday's a training day I just go I never have to think about it it's just and even if I don't feel like it I'm still gonna go you know because it's not it's not a choice to make it's just what I do because that's just my routine so that's why like they are very very helpful if we can take the guesswork out and the kind of cognitive load out of the equation it's going to make it so much simpler for you to actually stick to all of these different behaviors that you want to be engaging in, you know, and that ultimately are going to make it easier for you to reach your goals, you know, eating well, getting your steps in. Again, like I never have to choose if I'm going to go for a walk in the morning because I just do, you know, because it's just my habit. But obviously it took me effort to get there, but now that's just what I do. Um, habits also are really important for reinforcing behavior. So like I said, habits, uh, they're kind of like a loop 
you know, so they consist of the cue, the behavior, the reward. So when we consistently engage in those healthy behaviors, when we, you know, for example, we go to the gym or we do eat the good meals and then we associate them with positive things like feeling better, achieving our goals, you know, seeing changes, seeing our scale weight go down or seeing our clothes fit better or seeing our glutes grow. Okay. Like that, that our brain then goes, ah, yes, 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 yes. And our brain then reinforces those behaviors and then they're going to be more likely to, to occur. And so this really ties into something I've been talking about a lot with people recently. I put up a post about it the other day on Instagram. Motivation is not the cause of action. It's the reward for taking action. Okay. If you want to feel motivated, just go and fucking do the shit you need to do. Then you're going to feel motivated. Okay. Momentum creates motivation. A few days of taking action and starting to see those little improvements in how you feel that makes you feel motivated. Sitting on the couch and being like, oh, I hope that this divine lightning strike of motivation comes for me. It's not going to happen, babes. It's not going to happen. You just have to go and get shit done. Okay. So yeah, that's behavior reinforcement. Um, obviously we can capitalize on different like environmental cues and triggers as well to um, help with us with kind of creating these habits and routines. So setting up your kind of environment around you to support healthy behaviors and support healthy habits is really important. We can create different reminders and prompts like throughout our day that's going to remind us to engage in those behaviors, whether that's like an alarm on your phone or a reminder. I I will often tell clients like have an alarm on your phone to tell you to go to bed because if you're someone who just stays up really, really late and you're like, oh, fuck, it's midnight and I haven't gone to bed and I have to be up at six, put an alarm on your phone for 10 to tell you to go to bed. Sometimes we have to be reminded of these things. Have post-it notes. Um, you know, dotted around the place to remind you to do things. You know, if I if I want to create a new habit, I have to force myself to do it. I have to create that reminder. Um, again, little things like having your um, gym clothes laid out in the morning, that can be a cue for you to exercise or go to the gym. You might have, um, you know, designated like, you know, spaces for things like reading or meditation. Do these little environment audits and see what you can do to maybe improve your habits and routines and a big one there is like an almost environment audit of your kitchen okay so like if your kitchen if you go into your kitchen and all you see is like sweets treats biscuits crisps like it's gonna be harder for you to make good choices whereas if you go into your kitchen and all those things are maybe at the back of the cupboard and at the front of the cupboard or the front of the fridge or out on the thing there's like fruits veggies your protein powder whatever it's gonna be a bit easier for you to to go towards those things it might even be a case that you buy more of those things and buy less of the other things I know some people don't think that's good advice they're like no you can't tell people not to eat not to buy biscuits but like I don't know I think that's bullshit like I don't buy stuff like that because I know that it means I'm not going to eat it you know, um, and some people will tell you that that means you have an eating disorder, like fuck off. (laughs) Anyway, um, the other benefit of having these kind of routines, and again, this comes back to what I said about routines being transplantable, is that you can maintain that sort of sense of stability in your day, even if the environment you're in changes. So again, like life, like life is, you're human, right? Like things happen in life, things change, things might be disrupted, but if you have a good routine, you can maintain that even when things get a little bit challenging, you know? So even if you have to travel away for work, you can still be like, okay, but my routine is still that I wake up, I go to the gym, maybe I go on a walk, maybe I eat meals at these times of the day, you can still keep those in place, okay? So they can be anchor points, you know? They can be things that help us navigate different transitions, they can help us adapt to new circumstances, And they can help us just maintain that feeling of control, you know, because again, if you're in a completely new environment, you might feel a little bit like out of whack. But if you know, okay, it doesn't matter where I am, these are still 
this is still roughly how my day runs, you're going to just feel a bit more of a sense of peace, you know? So like I said, no matter where I go, no matter where I go, my morning routine's not changing. Doesn't matter if I'm traveling, doesn't matter, like it doesn't matter. My books are coming with me and I'm gonna have a coffee. Um, Hopefully a nice coffee. Sometimes I have to have hotel coffee and that's always a bit depressing but it is what it is <laughs> look it's it's a it's a small little sacrifice to make but you know that is that's a really important part of my day so it's not something I'm willing to give up and then that helps me just with the flow of my day you know and again same with like my meal times I'm, I'm usually in a pretty solid routine with my meal time so that helps me navigate my days no matter where I am um also just really important for your long-term sustainability you know like if you're able to create a routine that actually you know supports your life that's going to be sustainable in the long run that's obviously going to be really important for getting results and then maintaining results you know so we want to look at making positive changes for health and fitness as long-term, not a quick fix, not something like, oh yeah, I'm just going to do this crazy thing for six weeks and then I'm going to stop, you know? Like if you want to get amazing results and maintain those results, this has to become a routine. It has to become a lifestyle, you know? So embracing that kind of approach of, okay, this is just going to be how my days look, you know, probably for the rest of my life. That's that's kind of what we're aiming towards, you know? And, you know, the final kind of point of like why this is all important is just for efficiency and time management. Like I said, less time spent thinking, more time just spent doing and actually just fucking taking action, you know? So again, they are important. Like habits, routines, rituals, they streamline our behaviors. They make it more automatic. They contribute to us just actually being able to fucking continue to do the shit we need to do. Again, so much of getting results is just being able to do it consistently for long enough. Long enough. That's it. Like, like people overthink this so, so much. They think they, they need to jump onto the next trend of training or the next diet or whatever the fuck it's like no you just need to do the basics and do them right for long enough okay like that's it and if you can create a a routine if you can create something that actually helps you to do this you are fucking laughing okay so you might be at this point thinking okay Emma habits routines they're great fucking brilliant uh yeah how do I change mine <laughs> you know because we know they're we know they're great um but like how do you get into a good routine how do you change what you're currently doing I would say one of the most common goals goals <laughs> goals that people come to me with and that I hear on calls is I just I just need to get into a good routine right and like I hear this all the fucking time I need to get into a better routine with the gym I need to get I need to get a better morning routine I need to get a better nighttime routine okay here's the thing you are in a routine right now okay you have a routine you have uh, an eating routine you have an exercise or maybe a lack of exercise routine you have a morning routine you have a nighttime routine you have a work routine they might just be absolute shite (laughs) but that's okay that's okay because we can change them but you have to understand that like you do have a routine a routine is just what you do habitually okay your routine is just the thing that you engage in most days you know so stop telling yourself like oh I just can't get into a routine you can okay that's a very fixed mindset like you can get into a routine because you're already in one it's just about improving it so like where the fuck do we start okay so the first step to any change I've probably mentioned this before in podcast because it's true is awareness okay we must become aware of what we're currently doing. We can't just 
we can't just create a routine from nothing. We Like we can't just invent one out of thin air and hope that it's going to stick. Okay. Like if you, like you can't just like read, I don't know, what's that? Is it like the 4am club? I think that that's the name of that book about like getting up early, right? Like don't get me wrong. I get up early and I love it. But like, does everybody have to? No. Okay. You might like, oh my God, like the TikToks about all these fucking 10 million step morning routines, right? You might see one of those and be like, okay, that's it. That's the one. I'm going to do that. Well, good fucking luck to you. It's not going to, it's not going to happen. Okay. You can't just make something up out of thin air and think it's going to stick. What you need to do is use your current kind of life schedule as you know a bit of a jumping off point a bit of a foundation and then go from there okay so like I said you can't don't just tell yourself like I just can't get into a routine right like now you know you have one already you might just not be acting with intention and I think that that's the big thing and I think intention is such a key word in just being a more mentally stable person I suppose but I think a lot of people just they lack intention within their days they wake up and they just do what they've always done because it's what they've always done. They don't really think about it. Um, whereas if you act with intention, you know why you're doing things, you know what you're working towards, you know, you have an end goal, you have something that you're trying to improve. So acting with intention is very key here, but you might just be, okay, I wake up, I snooze the alarm 10 times, I roll out of bed, I run out the door, all I have is coffee, right? That is a routine. It is a routine. It might not be the best routine, you know, it might not be the wake up at 5am, do my yoga, do my skincare, do my exercise, read my journal, do 100 hours of meditation. It might not be there, but that doesn't mean that you can't get somewhere close to that. You have to have a growth mindset. You know, you have to be like, okay, I can improve this thing that I'm already doing. So, you know, some routines are helpful, some are hindrance, right? But they're all routines. A routine isn't necessarily a like good, okay? You know, like if we look at the research, it, it's not just the, you know, the, the adaptive, um, helpful thing. It's just whatever you're doing, you know, consistently that's, that's your routine. So once you become aware of your current routine, that's when you're going to start to make a change. So what I want you to do, right. If you're struggling with this is sit down, pick one like area or one thing that you want to improve in, in terms of routine. So that might be like your morning routine or evening, ugh, evening routine. Start with something a bit more simpler, um, something that is maybe a little, little bit more condensed in time um, rather than being like, oh, my eating routine, because obviously that's quite broad and it goes over the whole day. So pick something small, one area. And what I want you to do is literally write a minute by minute breakdown of what you are currently doing. So that might look like, okay, at 7.30 a.m. first alarm goes off, press snooze. 7.35 a.m. second alarm goes off, press snooze. 7.40 a.m. third alarm goes off, press snooze, yada, yada, yada. Uh, 8 a.m. finally get out of bed. 8.05 a.m. have one minute shower. 8.10 a.m. have coffee. 8.15 a.m. leave. That might be it. And like, if that's it, fine. But be honest with yourself and be just, just write it down. Just write out that list, right? So this is going to give you an idea of like your current timings. It's also going to give you an idea of like the different cues that are involved on a daily basis. And then it's going to also tell you like what gaps do we need to fill? Okay. So if you have specific things that you want to add in, you need to make sure you actually know how long it's going to take you, right? So like if you want to say prep your meal, um, prep your meals in the morning and make that part of your morning routine time how long that's going to take because if you're like oh yeah that'll take me half an hour and then you wake up one morning and you try it and it ends up taking you 45 minutes you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot and the routine is going to be a bit doomed so time the different things that you want to do 
and then like ask yourself okay how how can I change what I'm currently doing like do I need to you know maybe add in 10 minutes of journaling do I maybe need to um add in you know whatever and assess assess how long they're going to take and then we also just want to um yes we want to just make sure we know like what it is we're actually trying to work towards and again be realistic okay if you're currently struggling to get up at 7 30 probably doesn't make much sense to say I'm gonna get up at five like you know that's that's not not that that's something you can't work towards but it's probably not going to be the the most realistic of goals straight off the bat okay we also want to create some awareness around the different cues that are involved in our habits regarding that routine so there's a few different um types of cues we have so like one is the time so you know for example for me at 8 30 p.m that's when I start winding down for bed so that's when I kind of go off social media I go into um the bathroom I brush my teeth I do my skincare you know I might take my my uh, my supplements my sleep supplements I get into bed I read that's kind of the the time cue there okay it could be an emotion so this is a big one right for example you might be feeling anxious you might be feeling overwhelmed and so you scroll you scroll on TikTok you scroll on Instagram you avoid doing things that you know you need to do okay that's a really common one um you might be feeling unsettled you might be feeling um you you know upset and so you go to the cupboard and grab something to eat that maybe isn't in alignment with your goals could be a location so again i walk through the door i walk to the fridge and i grab a beer that could be um a cue it could be a sequential cue. So this is like that, the habit stacking thing. So for example, for me, like after I make my coffee in the morning, I read my book. Um, after I read my book, I do my journaling. After I do my journaling, I check my WhatsApp for my client messages. That's kind of like my different sequential little habit stacks. Um, and we all have these within our day. And if you are, this is something that James Clear um, talks about a lot in Atomic Habits. So if you want to learn more about that, again, go and read the book. But um, these are like really effective ways of getting yourself to engage in new habits. You know, basically you take one thing that you're already doing um, and you just attach something else to that, you know. So if you, for example, always make a coffee coffee in the morning it might be like okay before I make the coffee I'm gonna read for 10 minutes or before I make the coffee I'm gonna drink a glass of water because I'm trying to get into the habit of drinking more water you know these are like little things that we can do it could also be an alert um kind of cue so again this would be things like alarms on your phone you know I mean how many girlies had their pillow alarm on their phone that would go off at random times of the day and if you see a girl and her alarm goes off at like 2 p.m you're like yep you need to take your pill girl um but it could also be like visual reminders um like I'll write sticky notes and like put them up on things I have a whiteboard I might write things there so again just like little things that you can put in your environment to remind you to do things I think these are really really helpful because then you're not relying on yourself to remember (laughs) um and then the other and then there's other kind of cues like people um maybe you have a pet and when you see the pet kind of sniffing around the door you know okay I need to bring her out for a walk you know these are like little cues that we have so the current routine you have whether it's good bad indifferent it's filled with these cues okay so ask yourself what can I do to kind of capitalize on these? So for example, if you currently come in after like a long day at work, you go to the cupboard, you grab a biscuit, okay? Well, maybe now what you do is you walk in the door, you leave your walking shoes right beside the door. So before you walk in, you immediately put those shoes on and you immediately go back outside for a walk, okay? Again, it's like, okay, the queue is there. What can I do to change the habit? And then that's going to create a new loop. So it's like, okay, I've changed the habit. I go out, I go on a walk. I get that sense of satisfaction of getting out in the fresh air. Maybe I listen to a podcast. You know, maybe I'm listening to the best podcast ever, which is the Your Gym Big Sister podcast. Maybe you listen to um, an audiobook, just something. And that gives you that sense of satisfaction. Okay. Write down that current routine. And that's 
sorry, writing down that current routine is also going to tell you what you need, you know, like what do you really need from your day-to-day routine? And like, this is as in things like, you know, psychological, physiological, emotional, you know? So for example, right, if you're looking at your current routine and you snooze your alarm 10 times, it could be like genuinely that you're not getting enough sleep. Okay. And then how do we solve that? Okay. Go to fucking bed earlier. Okay. This is a gripe I have with people who are like, I have a shit morning routine. Yeah. Go to bed before midnight. Try it. Okay. Just try it. Anyway, (laughs) bit of a tangent, but you know, it might be that you genuinely need more sleep. So in that case, you, you need to do something in the evening. You need to go to bed a bit earlier. But maybe the reason you're snoozing the alarm is just because you feel anxious about the day. You feel anxious about the outside world and you feel safe in bed. And then that might mean then that you need to work work through that, you know, work through that that overwhelm, work through that anxiety, you know, like maybe, not to be deep, but maybe you're just really unhappy with your life. Okay, well, is there anything you can do to fix that, to change that? You know, like don't don't be afraid to address these things. So, you know, work on these and address, okay, like what, what what maladaptive things am I doing right now? What things am I doing right now that are, are hindering me? But what are they trying to satisfy? And is there other things I can do that will satisfy those needs that are more helpful and that will actually bring me closer towards my goals? Okay, so that's kind of step one. We've created the awareness of what we're currently doing. We know what we want to do. We probably know what we're trying to work towards a little bit more. So now we want to build that new routine. Okay, so The main thing about routines is you have to understand this. It's not going to look the exact same every single day. Because if that was the case, I mean, look, I do very similar things every single day, but I also appreciate that if I did the exact same thing every single day, my life would be a bit boring, okay? You do have to have flexibility built into your routine. You know, you have to be able to make changes if someone asks you to go out for a coffee or, you know, you're traveling somewhere or like these little things happen that bring joy to life. You have to be able to do those things. You can't be like, no, I can't do that. Sorry, it's not in my routine, you know? And like, look, I've definitely been that person, you know? And the older I get, the more I'm like, okay, like I can adapt, you know, I can be flexible. I don't have to be super um, diligent and militant. Like I can have a bit of flexibility. I mean, there's certain things I won't give up like my my morning ritual. But after that, you know, say if somebody did want to meet me for like an early morning coffee or whatever, you know, I would go, you know, I'm not going to be like, no, the two hours after I have my morning ritual, I work. And so I can't do it. You know, like you do have to have a bit of flexibility. So don't put pressure on yourself for, or don't put pressure on yourself or feel guilty if you say miss a step one day or, you know, a random day here and there isn't, you know, doesn't go quite according to plan. It's part of being a human with a life. Okay. So when we look at building a routine, I think we should really think about it on a bit of a spectrum. So we have on one end of the spectrum, our perfect routine. Okay. So this is my, this might be the fucking six step, wake up, meditate, read yoga, coffee, journal, save the world, whatever. Okay. The perf- the perfection nighttime routine. Okay. And on the other end of the spectrum, we have our kind of bare minimum, like minimum effective dose routine. Okay. So I'm kind of stealing that concept from Renaissance periodization and uh, resistance training, you know, the, the minimum effective amount of training you need to do to, to grow. 
well think of it this way it's the minimum amount of steps we need to do in order to still have a good semblance of a routine that's going to anchor us in the day so we have the routine where the conditions are perfect the stars align the angels are singing it's it's fantastic this might be the most amount of steps so it could be like three to five different steps right it might be more it might be less and then we have that other bare minimum routine so this is think about this as like the non the non-negotiables this is just enough to get us by it's the least amount of steps it might be one to three steps it might be a coffee and a glass of water you know it might be um 10 minutes of reading or even 10 pages you know it's the minimum effective dose that we need in order to still have a sort of routine but realistically we are probably going to spend most of our time in the middle. So somewhere between the perfect and the minimum effective dose, non-negotiables, bare minimum, we're probably going to be in the middle of that, right? So become comfortable with that and, and decide for yourself ahead of time, okay, like what does it look like when things are perfect? What does it look like when things are just enough to get me by? And then you can know, okay, if you have a day where things are hectic, just do the thing that's enough to get you by, okay? But don't try and tie yourself to this perfect routine that must be all of these different steps and really really detailed because you're probably not going to be able to do that every single day okay we also want to make sure that the routine we're building actually aligns our values and is actually something we want to do so again like don't get caught up watching other people seeing their routines you know don't listen to me in my morning routine and be like okay I'm going to do that because it might not align with you and your values it might not make sense for you But for example, if you value your health, your fitness, your goals, your routine should probably reflect that, you know, Um, and it also means then that you can have alternatives to fall back on if you can't do what you originally want to do in your routine. So I think a good example here would be, say, nutrition. So say in in an ideal world, your perfect routine is you come home, you uh, make a freshly cooked meal, you chop all your veggies, you cook your protein, you make your carbs. It's like a really nice um, home cooked meal. Okay, that's perfect conditions. But say you get in late or you're tired or you're hungry. Maybe you have a backup that's convenient, but it still aligns with your goals. You know, maybe you have something prepped in the freezer. Maybe you have like um, a a Nutri-Quick meal or like a a Fit Foods ready meal or one of those kind of pre-prepped meals. You know, maybe you have something there that you can just grab and throw in the microwave so that you're still doing something that aligns with your goals. You're not throwing everything out the window because the perfect routine didn't happen. Okay. Same if, say you couldn't go to the gym one day, go out on a walk instead. You know, you don't have to just give up and be lazy and sit on the couch. You can still move and be active because that's in alignment with your goals. So that's just like a really key point there. It has to make sense for you. Okay. It has to be important to you. There's no point in doing it for somebody else. There's no point in doing it just so that you can post on Instagram your perfect routine. Okay. It doesn't matter. It has to be something that's actually going to serve you and make sense for your life. Okay. And the kind of last thing when it comes to building that routine like as you are planning it, mentally rehearse it. So I'm really, really big on this. Okay. And I'm really big on this when it comes to time, time management. Like I'm a big proponent of like planning out your weeks in advance and actually kind of time blocking things. When you do that though, you have to mentally rehearse that. So in your head, almost like walk through the steps of the week or in this example, the routine and kind of ask yourself, like, does this make sense? You know, is this realistic? Is this feasible? You know, ask yourself, okay, like what obstacles might come up? You know, what's going to happen? You know, maybe, you know, instead of um, mentally rehearsing the day where you wake up, you're full of energy, the sun is shining through the window, everything is perfect and peaceful and you do your 10-step routine. Imagine what it's going to feel like when you wake up, you've had a kind of shitty night's sleep, you feel like a mess 
and you still need to go and do your kind of bare minimum routine imagine that imagine the obstacles imagine that feeling of resistance of like I want to stay in bed I just want to snooze the alarm and then imagine yourself overcoming that okay visually overcome their visual visualize yourself overcoming those obstacles and completing them this is a really important part of kind of goal setting and making positive changes within your behavior I'm trying to remember now and I I know I probably discussed this I have an episode um it's a while back about like how to set goals and actually achieve them and I know the researcher who um talks about this her name's Gabrielle Otingen and she wrote the book reframing positive rethinking positive thinking and I just can't remember what the name of the technique is but it's where you visualize the thing you want to achieve and then all the obstacles um and then you overcoming the obstacles and this has been shown in the research to prepare you for when they eventually come and you tend to actually make positive changes I can't remember the name of it but anyway um but yeah like mentally rehearse it run through it and ask yourself okay what's going to happen is it going to make sense um and that's just going to set you up a little bit more to, to build that positive routine okay so I think my last point in terms of like building the routine or just making creating a new routine okay remember this it's probably not going to feel easy at any point maybe it will in, in in years to come but for the first you know while it's probably going to take a lot of effort you're going to have to force yourself to do this you're going to have to act with intention you know you might have some days where it feels easier and you have less resistance but you're going to have days where it still feels hard you're going to have days where you're like fuck i don't want to do this but remember this and this is key you can do shit even when you don't feel like it. And just because you wake up one day and it feels a bit harder, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with your routine. It doesn't mean you need to change anything. It just means you're a human with emotions and feelings, but you can do things no matter what, okay? You can do shit when you don't feel like it. You're an adult, you know? And the the, the example I always give here is like work, okay? Like you, if you're somebody who doesn't like your job, right? But you still go, That is proof to you that you can do shit even when you don't feel like it, if the reward is high enough. And yes, obviously the reward there is, you know, not losing your job and getting paid. But the reward of doing, you know, things like prepping your meals, going to the gym. Do you know what the reward is? One, looking sexy and jacked. And two, being healthy into into long life. Okay, those things are really good rewards. So even when you don't feel like it, you can still fucking do it. Okay, so just remind yourself of that. Wow, I got a bit, uh, I got a bit heated there. (laughs) But yeah, so that's kind of the building the routine um and I suppose it's kind of now the decision is like okay so how, so how do I make the change right so say you've you've sat down you've written out your current routine maybe you've written out your realistic um new routine that you want to go into how do I go about changing that there's two kind of ways to do it so the first one is like write down that new routine you know step by step and just fucking go out at hell for leather right like you're probably gonna fail you're gonna have a few days where you slip up it's gonna be tough it's gonna be a lot of trial and error it's gonna be a lot of you know fuck around and find out see how it goes but in time you'll disrupt the current routine that you have and start to make changes towards that new routine okay so just just be like right for the next month I'm just gonna go all in on this new evening routine you know or you can do it step by step um I personally don't like this approach because I'm impatient but you could analyze your current routine analyze the one you have pick one step and then just adjust it slightly so say you immediately uh 
when you wake up, check Instagram, check your emails, and then you go into stress mode, right? Now, let's say you're going to just wake up and read five pages of a book before you check your phone. Okay. That's like a small step you can do. And then you might make another step and another step. Maybe you wake up a bit earlier, you know? So these are just like small um, little changes you can do. So t- try, you know, try both. Uh, you know, again, it, it's an individual thing. You might be a bit um, all or nothing, uh, not all or nothing, but maybe you're the kind of person who likes just going all in. That's me. Um, but maybe you're the person who likes the slow and steady approach. Again, it's up to you. But remember that like routines can take a long time to stick. You know, you're probably not going to develop a new routine in a week and that's it. You know, it could, it could take months. It could take a year. It could take a few years. And again, don't just give up because you feel a bit of resistance one day. You can do things even when you don't feel like it. Okay. You're a big girl or a big boy. <laughs> you're a big boy. Oh my God. Stop Emma. <laughs> um, jokes but you know you are capable you can do shit you can do the hard things okay like it just means putting one foot in front of the other and doing it so I think that that's kind of it for today um I think one last point I did just want to make with regards to morning routines because I know a lot of people struggle with this and want to improve their morning routine your morning routine starts the night before okay if you stay up until midnight, scroll on TikTok, like don't put any, don't pay any attention to your sleep. It doesn't matter. You're not going to have a good morning routine because you're going to be waking up. You're going to be tired. You're going to be groggy. You're going to be in a rush. If you really want a good morning routine, start fucking going to bed earlier. Okay. Give yourself the chance to actually get eight hours sleep. Get off your phone. No scrolling in bed. Make that a rule for yourself. Okay. No scrolling in bed. Bold. Because I I guarantee you that is the number one thing that stops people from actually going to bed on time. Okay, so be an adult and, you know, tell yourself, right, I'm going to bed at 10 and I'm getting off my phone. Okay, and I guarantee you if you do that, you will make so many positive changes to your morning routine. Um, Mel Robbins has a podcast all about this. It's one of her earlier ones. It's like episode four or five or something like that. If I can find it, I'll link it in the show notes. But it's really, really good. So I recommend listening to that. So, yeah, just wanted to make that point. So... Like I said, I think the main thing to remember is like, if you're struggling to find a good routine, you already have one. Oh my God, the air cons after coming on. I hope you can't hear that. (laughs) But you already have a routine. It might just not be serving you. Okay. So become aware about it, you know, create awareness and pinpoint what needs to change. Okay. I think a big thing that helps is having accountability, right? Um, Having some guidance to point you in the right direction. And that could be a friend. It could be a coach. And on that note, <laughs> now that I'm all settled and back in Canada, I do have coaching spaces open again. I have more times for console calls, spaces to join my team. So if you do want to chat to me about your goals, you know, you need help getting in a good routine, then send me a DM on Instagram, or you can click the link in the show notes to book a call with me to have a chat about everything. Okay. Um, so yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you are, are able to take away some practical tips from it. As always, Um, If you did enjoy it and you want to share it and tag me on your stories, I would be very, very grateful, eternally grateful. If you want to rate, review, you know, leave me a little review. Tell me that you like me. Leave me a good review, please. Um, Jokes, but so that I can reach more people. I'd love that. And aside from that, have an amazing week and I will catch up with you next week. Bye.